Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grapes Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Hello everyone and welcome to the Law House Cricket Club podcast. It's a housecast recorded. It's on Zoom now. We, uh, we're trying to do some live, but we're still not managing to get it. It's taking forever to get uh, everyone together to try and record it. But I think it's a must that we do it after this weekend. It's the 23rd of May now, so we'll uh, recap what's going on this weekend and also what's going on for the season just to give everyone an insight. I know people enjoy it, walking around the ground, everyone says, oh, you know, the great, it's really good fun when in the car, so can we do some more? It does get more difficult as we get busier and busier, but we will keep going. I'm sure we're well over 100 now. So welcome the co-hosts on, as ever, the very reliable Joe Martin. Hey, Joe. Well, Jeremy, how are you? All right, thank you. Yeah, very well. It was nice to see you this you, weekend. Have uh, you been training tonight? Um, yes, I have been. That's good. I'm Simeon. Sorry. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it's been great. Thank you. Lovely weather. Um, nice to see the usual faces at training. Yeah. Working hard. Of course. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good to see. It is if, you know, again, any spectators fancy go a look down at the, the senior nets. They do graft, uh, graft the what's it's off and, say, you know, it is entertaining to watch. If anyone fancies it and grab yourself a pint. So, yeah, we're good to get down this weekend. Joe, I've been, been away a little bit and a bit of working, so it's fantastic to get down and have a watch and, and a good catch-up with people. Um, it was interesting, really. When I was down there, I stopped over and had a catch-up with Stan the following morning. Are you aware of the um, what happened Saturday night about him locking locking um, something in? Locking something in the ground runs up? No, do share. Um, well, I, I was pulling myself together. Had a shower, walked around the ground just for the lovely uh, sunrise. And uh, Stan is stood with a couple who I'd not seen before. And there's a bit of turmoil and a bit of, uh, um, you know, quite heated discussions around the ground. And so, so I walked faster so I could find out what was happening. And apparently Stan had locked a tomcat in the ground and hut overnight mm-hmm. on the Saturday night. And this couple were desperately seeking, I think it was called Timmy. Desperately seeking Timmy. So when they got Timmy out, Stan starts explaining to me that uh, there's some mice in there and he's he's trying to get rid of the mice, but the cats keep coming in, so it's not the first time. And he tells me that he caught a mouse not long ago. He said he didn't really catch it because he's scared to death of them, but it ran in a bag and he picked the bag up and, and he wouldn't tell me what he did with the bag afterwards. But it, it did entertain me. And then, not long, and then only two minutes later, I catch... Um, a very respected ex-player's wife driving onto the ground. It's now quarter to nine, if that, and she's putting a load of chairs out to save spaces on ground. A little bit like, is it the Germans that do that on, on holiday? So that was all current, before current nine. current player's wife or an ex-player's wife, you say? No, a, a, a renowned ex-player's wife. Um, quite, quite interesting because, you know, we would be, if, if we were in Benidorm, um, 
We'll be looking for that broom handled mouse, won't we? So anyway, thanks very much, Joe. Uh, well done this weekend. See you. Uh, you did a great job. So also welcome one of our calls, Dooch. Hey, Joe. How's it going? And you, know, you missed this weekend. Are you? Are you okay? I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Thank you. I've passed for my tea. I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> the pizza last night. The last on Wednesday. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it all made? I didn't I didn't mix the flour and eggs for the pasta, no, but I made the sauce. Right, good lad. Did, did you know to make proper pasta? I've seen it done. How hard can it be? I've never done it though. Depends if you dry it. It gets harder as it dries. It if up. Yeah, it's uh I think yeah, it's it one egg, either. one egg to hundred grams of zero zero flour. Okay. I've got a prop as well for tonight. No. <laughs> Come on. Just if I ever need it, I'm just, just going to hold that up. Just in case anybody... <laughs> if anybody's name gets mentioned. I would just appreciate, really say, appreciate that. You... would be completely lost on the listeners. But I'm not sure it will be, because when you said I've got a prop tonight, I thought you were going to say Gav's there. Is he joining us later? Well, the same thing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Said so, yeah, yeah. Right, well, let's talk about all the sensible stuff then before he comes on. Right, okay then. So what we're going to do this evening, listeners, is going to draw the Law House monthly draw first, and then we're going to get into our special guest, which is extremely special, and uh, and chat about cricket. So some people like the draw, some people don't. But we uh, it's a necessity. We have to get this there because it raises so much income for the junior sections and for the cricket sections so many people are in the draw now that it's only fair that we do it live and then none of our integrity is questioned as as Matt Stanley sometimes does about not ever winning so Joe Martin have you got your balls ready they're ready Jez yeah you're nodding the 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 listeners can't see nods uh what's the name of the balls today please uh every week I have to try and think of some Keith Fairclough's (laughs) Keith <laughs> Fair plus balls, right? Shake them up and let, give us a number between one and one seven seven, please. Number fifteen. Fifteen, which is a hundred pounds, and this is with two draws to draw. So this is the April draw we draw in first, and number fifteen, fucking hell, is uh, the top barrister in Burnley, Mark Stewart. Excellent. Well done, Mr. Stewart. That is a good, it's a good, interesting win because Mark is one of only three people in the draw that pays cash. He won't give his <laughs> bank details or pay by anything else, I think, because he struggles from off-sea, offshore accounts. So I will just take the hundred quid off him and pay for the next few months. Thanks, Mark. The next number, please, Joe. Number 24. Number 24. What a great lad. He's one of Dooch's best friends, nemesis's company. Complete and utter nuisance, rug rat. Steve Parrington. All right. No, Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell is not. Uh, oh, nice. Steve, Excellent. Steve, Steve Parrington's way above you lot. How um, much has Johnny won, Jed? Johnny has won 80 pounds. Good show. So let's go back to the master sheet. Joe, another number, please. 152. You're throwing it right now. That's good. Trudy Sharp. That's going to win it. Joined in July. Excellent. Yeah, Trudy. Yeah, yeah. It's a great taste. Joined in July 20. Her and her husband Neil have been members since then, so it's uh, it's a fairly popular win, and I've no doubt her son was half a crown sixpence at weekend. But we'll maybe talk about that later. That's number one five two. 
through the show. Another number, please, uh, Joe. 137. So this is for £50, the final number, and it's David Finn. Oh, nice. That's Finch's brother, who's who's been in it for donkey's years. He's uh, a very contributor, never fails to pay, unlike his, uh, his brother. So we'll move on now to the May draw, please. So you put those balls back in that have been drawn out, so we can all start again. And again, it's £100 this time, please, Joe. Yep. And what are these balls called? Because obviously we need to use different ones. Yeah, the um, Dave Waddington. Dave Waddington's balls. £100 for some number, please. 86. 86 is Maureen Scaife. Oh, Maureen, Maureen in the draw, I think, right from the outset. Uh, so that's £100 going to Maureen Scaife. Comical, really, Maureen. She always gives me loads of grief every time she sees me saying that she's that she never wins, but uh, seems to come out every now and again. So, well done, Maureen. That's fantastic. So, £80, the next one, please, Joe. 121. 121. Well, this lad is uh, a bit of a legend in his own uh, his own underpants. He's just finished. He's just retired from playing. He was down at one Saturday. Phil Agatha. Agus. Oh, fantastic. Wonderful. What number was it again? One two one. One two one. Oh yeah, two three eight. Agus. Sorry, I was looking for one eight one. <laughs> Happens a lot on the national. But it were eighty quid, I think. It was because it was eighty quid. I got a bit uh, a bit confused. So seventy pound, please. Two more to go. Good luck, eyes down looking. One three one. One three one. Number one three one. This is going to go down well. Graham Martin. Oh, fantastic! Here we go. One for the Martin fans Dad. there. Jeremy's well, gone. Jeremy's gone. Mid draw. Let me a redraw. We'll have to draw that number again. Redraw. One more to go. £50, please, Joe. Oh, it's another high one, Jez. One for one. One for one. One for one. Oh, this is a good, pleasant winner. I like this. He's a lovely lad. He's left us this year to go and play at Rotten Store, but Dean Barlow. Redraw. £50. One. Okay, then, yeah. Draw another He's one, No, we're only... Well, the last three numbers that you just drawn there, Joe, one, 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 two, one, one, three, one, and one, four, one. Mm-hmm. Incredible, isn't it? I don't know. What's the chances of that? Three out of 177. No way. Correct. So that's the draws concluded. The winners will be notified and the money sent out to them. Probably in about five or six weeks. So I'm um, getting my act together. But I'll do it as quickly as possible. And so you can all get your deserved winnings. Thanks very much, everyone, for being in the draw. And anyone else who'd like to come in, please just contact myself or any of the, uh, the committee members or, or people down at the club. Um, and joined five pound a month, standing order preferably. Uh, we pay out about four and a half grand a year in prizes, and uh, it's extremely successful. So enough of that. I can see John Joe bored to death, and our guest is desperate to get in to have a chat with us. So this week's guest, um, it's going to be difficult to introduce him. I think Joe Martin might have got some sort of a jingle together for it. Um, you want to have a go, Joe? Or not? I'll just come up with one on the spot. No, I can, I can, I can try and put something together on on the keyboard later. But okay, then try and you then you could just uh, can cut it in. Maybe mix it in. So anyway, Saturday, Lawrence versus Darwin at the Brooks Foundation Ground, and this lad uh, performed something that 
you know, it's, it's quite unique. We were a great performance, so good to see. I'll introduce Jack Sim. Hiya, Simmy. How are you doing? Hiya, Jez. Not bad, thank you. Hello, everyone. Good lad. Simmy? Good lad, good lad. Thanks very much for coming on, uh, Jack. It's really good that we can can chat through what happened at weekend because people are still talking about the, you know, the actual game and how it went and how... Um, you know, we people are talking about one of the most memorial games they've seen, memorable games they've seen for a long, long time. Um, how are you after? You know, we'll not talk about your innings. Have you come down? Has the last day or two been a bit different, or uh, how not are you feeling? Uh, I've uh, a lot of muscles in my body were sore that I didn't think were possible to be sore, and I'm I'm only twenty one, but um, uh, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's good. Uh, I've had a lot of messages. Um, off a lot of people, which is really good, but uh, no, no, nothing, nothing majorly different. Oh, good, it's uh, you're right at 21, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be you know aching and, uh, and too many pains at your sort of age, but good on you, just the, the mental strength that you showed. So, let's let's start. I'd like Joe Martin to assist me with uh, you know, with the, how this went. Big game, you know, in the Top two, top you know, in the top three in the league before the game. Darwin are a great side, have performed extremely well over a, a number of years. Top amateurs, you know, a good pro. Um, what was the approach like to the game, Joe Martin? You know, what what was the outlook? What were you talking about on the build up to it? Um, I'd say that the uh, training was no different to to usual, um, which was which was good. I think. Um, Really, we just want Darwin are a really good team, and we wanted to be positive with how we played. Um, so I think some in previous fixtures against against Darwin, we've often maybe had a good start and then and then got bogged down a little bit. So yeah. I think this time, what we wanted to try and do was let's be positive with our with our all round game, but in particular with our batting, uh, and, yeah. and make sure that we that we stayed in the game for as long as we could. Yeah, I think. You know, it's interesting. Eh? Dooch, you, you watched quite a lot of it on the stream. I watched the, the first innings on the stream. Um, they started very well. I think it's fair to say that the pitch, and I had a look at it afterwards, you know, for all the um, the rain that we've, we have had, and I know it's been dry for the last 10 days, fortnight or so, but it did look a great pitch in, in as much as with some carry, a little bit of grass on it so it didn't break up and... You know, I think that was, you know, testament to, to how they batted early on. Is that fair to say? I know Joey Oak bowled, bowled well and the pro ball well, but I think it's fair to say, you know, it, it was a true pitch. Would you, you agree with that, Joe? You were stood yeah, down the stumps. definitely. It was a very good pitch. It was a good pitch. There was nothing in it that you thought was, uh, there was no kind of deception in it or anything that was like no. taking chunks out. It was pretty hard and, and as you say, it had good carry um, and it was good. Yeah, good pitch. Yeah. Well done, Stan and Waddle and Rog for preparing that. Um, yeah, here, here. Because if we take if they take too much grass off, you know, historically going back years, it does break up and it does break and it becomes really off. dusty. And yeah, turns yeah. a lot. Yeah, and it becomes yeah. very, very, very hard to bat on. Yeah, so leaving that grass on there, you know, it might not be straw coloured as as the the cricket purists say, but it did look a good track. So, you know, get a wicket early on, but then. You know, they get to almost 150 for, for the next wicket. Was the concerns going on there, Joe? Because they did score at a decent rate as well. Yeah, I think our fielding didn't help. Um, we 
collectively dropped a few catches as a team. Yeah. Um, so I think that was one thing. Uh, yeah, and I think I think when we got the second wicket, Scott Friend, uh, I think our job was to try and contain a little bit better. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think when when a team is you know only one down at the halfway stage, or with I mean even with less than twenty overs left, um, they can accelerate, and they've got wickets in the tent to have a to have a hit. So I think uh, you are always a little bit concerned, but I think we came back and bowled really well. So that was always that was good to see. It's a good assessment, John, in in the way the game turned, and you know there was some some top catchers that you know it is a collective, a collective, a team effort. You know the people work work extremely hard to not do that. Obviously, was there a catalyst that changed all of a sudden? Because generally, you know, without being too disrespectful to to you guys in the first team, if things are going badly, we do tend to sometimes hide a little bit or. Um, you know, not battle it out like like we really should do. But in this instance, it just turned completely. They look like getting three twenty for three, and then you know you've completely bowled them out and got the extra bonus point. Was there something that changed that? No, I don't think so. I just think that we that we bowled we bowled and fielded pretty well in the last twenty overs, yeah. um, and and we did put them under under quite a bit of pressure in I think in the circle. So I don't think that they could rotate as well as they wanted. We, Hawkey, Hawkey got their pro out, which was a really big wicket. So that was that was yeah. good. Um, and and then from there, I think Amma got got a hundred and battered battered well. Um, but yeah. I think that we I think that we actually then started to contain them really well. We bowled at the stumps. The pro bowled extra, the, the pro bowl really well again. Um, and to I, I don't really I don't know the scores exactly, but if they were hundred. 50 for one, maybe 170 for two, something like that, you know, to essentially get them 50, 60 for eight in the last 15 overs was, was yeah. uh, all credit to the bowlers um, and uh, and the fielders. So it was a and the good fielding came good. Yeah, the fielding came good, didn't it, after the early drop catches? Yeah, certainly. Um, Charlie caught uh, a couple of really good catches in the deep. Um, Toxie as well. Uh, Toxie as well took a catch too, um, yeah. and yeah, we we yeah we came to in the end. It wasn't an easy, uh, never easy when you drop catches. You know, I drop I drop one that you that I would expect to take, and in those kinds of situations, uh, you want to make sure that that doesn't kind of spread to the rest of the team. Uh, and and, and <coughs> thankfully, who else dropped catches, Joe? Just for the people who didn't see the, any reaction, who else dropped catches? Uh, names. Come on. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think it's fair. Um, I'll take responsibility. Why? Why is it not fair? <laughs> I think it's people me. were there. They'd have seen it with their own eyes. So yeah, yeah. The what, for people watch, who were there. Yeah, watch the stream. Um, right. Okay. I think as a. But you know, we. I think. I think the lad who got hundred. You know, getting hundred, fantastic, a real achievement in the league. Uh, but he was dropped four or five times, and in some cases they weren't particularly hard catches. Mine certainly wasn't. It was just a poor piece of wicket keeping um so it's just just one of those things nobody means to drop to drop them but it was and i think it when you when you get in that kind of run of of catches it's very very easy to just kind of meander through and try and finish the innings and and not really worry about anything else and just see how many they get and kind of lie down but we but it was brilliant to see that we we came back took the catches that were 
really important to take two wickets in the end and um, meant that we were still in the game at half-time. A fantastic Brilliant. political answer. Yeah, 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 it was. It was good, yeah. I mean, it, it, you're right, 100% right what you say. When when it's easy for any any team to, you know, to go into a shell when there's some drop catches, you don't want the ball coming. But you didn't, and, and a great effort to get it to 220. And then going out to bat, you're clearly confident, I feel, that, you, you know, it's a score that you can get. It's, you know, there's a couple of players out. You know, Young Sharp is, it has been, obviously, Simi's been drafted in. There's... But that is the strength of our squad, that it's still a top side there that you can see. So, you know, Henry is out first. What what happened there? I mean, I didn't actually see it. I'm not seeing it on the stream. We caught behind, is that? Yeah, it was caught behind. I'm never one to criticise Jez. I don't think I can, but I don't think he hit him. So I think that was a little bit frustrating. But, you know, people give, your umpires give what they see, don't they? And if he thought it was out, yeah, then, exactly. that's fair, then that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, just one of those things, and you and you deal with it. Move on. Yeah, exactly. You just move on. So then, but you know, when we've lost Ben and Charlie's batting at three, um, what was the rationale behind that, Joe? Do you know? Or can you tell us? Or um, yeah. So we obviously we had a few players missing in the in the team. That's no um, kind not trying to discredit Charlie at all there, but his role is slightly different than than when he used yeah. to bat at four and five in the in the first team. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I think that, you know, really Charlie is, is still one of the really good batters, one of the best batters in the team. Um, free-flowing, fantastic to watch. And he could he still and he could still bat at three if he if he wanted to throughout the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the thing about the thing about Charlie is he doesn't really he doesn't mind where he bats. And when he gets the call, you know, if he needs to bat at seven or if he needs to bat at three. He always yeah. says he always says yes yeah, and always course, does yeah. a really good job. And he's yeah. an attacking batter, really experienced, always, always great to have in the team. So it, I think it yeah. made sense for him to bat at three then. Yeah, and he's so positive, not just in the way he actually plays, in the way you know he, he exudes that for, for other people. So mm-hmm. that's good. And but you know, unfortunately then with the pros out uh, after Ben's out, shouldering arms. Um, LB for a duck off two balls. So Charlie then has to try and you know maybe settle the ship a little bit. And and Simmy's coming at, at five. So you're thirteen for three, Simmy. What have you any instructions off the skipper, or is there anything that you can tell us about going through your mind? Um, so no instructions particularly. Um, before the game, uh, before the game for. Even before the first innings, Ben had told me that I'd be batting at five, uh, five or six. Yeah. Um, and he just told me to play my natural game. Uh, so, and then nothing changed going out there, to be honest. Um, uh, going through my mind was just to hang around as long as possible, to be honest. Um, I didn't really have much of a game plan going into it, not going to lie. Um, it was just to see off the new ball and then, then take it from there, to be honest. It was just sort of five overs at a time. Over at a time, in fact. Simi, did you yeah, know um, anything about the Darwin attack before you before you went out to bat? Uh, Honestly, I'd seen Jack Davis ball before because he's but he's played a bit of twos. Obviously, when I've been gr- a bit of junior cricket when I've been ball uh, when I've been growing up, but anyone else I've never seen before now. Okay. And is that something you purposely do, Simi, or is it maybe something you should look at doing? What seeing what they what the. Opposition yeah, a bit like. of research. Yeah, a bit of research. Maybe chat to people. Maybe I, 
don't get me wrong, this is not a criticism and it's not I'm not picking you up on it. You know, but some players will be, you know, researching what the ball is he left you know, first of all, is he left arm, is he right arm? Yeah, I mean, I think as is we get, same, as we get spin, more and he, more... Is that... Sorry, Jez, you're on a bit of a delay. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Right. Um, I think as we get a little bit more professional in our approach, it probably is something we should we should do, particularly if you've got a batsman coming into the side who's going to bat at five or six. Maybe you wouldn't expect, you know, somebody coming in who's going to bat nine or ten to have much of an idea about the uh, opposition attack. But if we, in future, possibly, if we are going to call a batsman up and the batsman is going to play a prominent role, then maybe we should try and impart some knowledge onto them. Although, clearly, it didn't do Simi any harm. <laughs> no, and I wonder if it, if it might have done. You know, I like to say, I'm criticism at all. Some play, some do all the research and others, you know, just, just want to play, you know, their own game. So it's... You join in when I, when I got a little bit. Um, Certainly, from the you know the changing rooms end, you just seem to to nibble and just bowling these little cheeky outswingers that, and you did struggle a little bit. You know, I'm not you know you didn't you didn't nick in any. I think you you weren't getting near them. But what I was really impressed with is the fact that you didn't appear to be phased. And I was with Matt, my brother at the time, and he was saying, "No, he said he'll be fine with this. He's not bothered about." You know, if he plays and misses, he'll play the next ball. And then someone certainly those those wideish, maybe just just over pitch length balls that you're smashing through point. You know, they they were a fantastic shot, and 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 certainly you know brought the game. You know, you realise it's not going to be all for at five o'clock or quarter past five. Was that something you intentionally did, looking for that bad ball and then just smashing it, or is that your game in general? Uh, a bit of both, to be honest. Um... Like you say, with, with the players and missing stuff, it, although it was a, a really good pitch of a spot, but there's plenty in it for the bowlers. It was still doing a lot. Yeah. Both openers, Cameron when he came on, still getting to yeah. plenty. They're allowed to go, uh, allowed to bowl good balls. So just one of them. You just got to move on to the next yeah. ball. Like you say, um, although obviously it's a higher level for me. First team cricket, someone's still going to bowl a worse ball or a bad ball, and it's just yeah. about weight and, and putting that away when it comes. And you did it, you know, you know, you did it so well, Simeon, and that developed as the game, as the game progressed. Now I know you want to wrote it off, and then Charlie's got himself out or got out, and he's extremely frustrated. You could see as he walked out, you know. But the ever reliable Paddy Martin's gone in, and we all know what Paddy can do. He can smash it. He can, but he's such an experienced um, thinking cricketer that he's he's, he's hung around with you. You know, you're 39 for four, chasing half decent score against a good bowling attack. And like you said, it's nibbling around a little bit, but the longer you stop, and you know, you've between you, you've put you've put about 80 on. Um, how did you find batting with Paddy? You know, was there plenty of communication? Yeah, um, really good. Uh, with everyone I batted with throughout the innings, Charlie, Charlie was really good when I went in, uh, and then obviously Paddy came out, and plenty of communication about sort of what the um. Like what bowlers are trying to do, what we're trying to do, but limited to the fact that, like you say, we're 39 for four. We're not looking at the scoreboard. All, all we're planning to do is stay, spend time at the crease and pick off ones, twos when we can. So, yeah, not so much that we really need to say. We both knew what the, the plan was, but like you say, plenty of communication and uh, yeah, it was a great help out there. Um, good. To keep me going. good. He's, I mean, Paddy's got, he's got into that 
mindset now. Now he's captain of the T20 side and, and he is such a level-headed, um, apart from when he gets out, <laughs> but he's such a level-headed um, character that you can see, you can thrive off him, thrive off. And and I've got to say to me, and I'm going to do this a couple of times over the next few minutes that we chat about this, that I cannot explain enough how how well or how good the fact that you were taking the pressure off by getting a boundary. They're invaluable. And I know you're saying you've got to back time, but you just took the pressure off, you know, every now and again. It might have been two or three in and over, or it might have been, you know, one after two 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 overs where we didn't score a lot. You just looked to take it to them. You know, any any poor ball, you, you smashed it. You know, Borden is one of the best bowlers in the league. He's played for a long time. Good left arm. I don't know how much he spins it now, but a good left arm get coming from a, a big high. And there were one instance I watched over, it were over two overs, and you had him. You know, he, di- he didn't really know what to bowl you. Yeah? And I'm not asking you a question here, Simmy. It's just really to try and get across to the listeners how invaluable how valuable that period was. I think he bowled you a couple and you, you hit him through back with point twice. And then he, he bowled him from the park end and he, he, he almost tried to bounce you. I don't, you, you obviously remember it. And, he, and you just smashed it down to the scorebox. That took so much pressure, you know, not off Paddy because he can handle it, but the spectators, that was a point for me where I thought, you know what, there's a chance here. It, wickets would lose it for us, not others, but there's a chance here we're going to get close and we've got the two bonus points for bowling. You know, if we can just get up there, get close and close to those extra batting bonus points, if it didn't work out, would... Um, would, would turn into you know a good day's cricket for us because we're still in the hunt against one of the top sides. Did you feel that at any stage that the pressure was becoming less, or do you did you feel that it mounted upon you the the better you got? Uh, no, I think it did get less. Like you say, I think um, there was no probably specific point where it changed, but just gradually, like you say, um, we yeah. weren't losing wickets, and like you say, me and Paddy weren't scoring at a, a great rate, but like you said. The, the runs were never the issue, even if we needed sort of 80, 90 after the last 10 with six wickets in, yeah. in hand, me and Paddy. It was always going to be possible with Blaise, Hawkey, Sharpie, Toxie, yeah. like all them down the order. We've got such a, a long order that the run was never the issue, uh, like I said before. Um, and then as I kept batting, Paddy kept batting, like rode my luck a few times. You could say the, the Darwin lads were getting a bit frustrated and they were getting quieter and quieter. And then, and then, yeah, it's just t- took it from there, really. Yeah, and and that's that's a good point. It's interesting you didn't think that it, it, it changed through that, but the crowd definitely thought that, and you could see, you know, you're in your bubble, so that's understandable. But the crowd could sense they were going quiet. I mean, to be fair to the Darwin lads, there wasn't, you know, any falling out between themselves or having a go at you and Paddy overtly. Um, and I think you're being a little bit too harsh on yourself, saying you rode your luck in that. You know, certainly up to to seventy or uh, uh, seventy five. I, I don't think you know. You, I think you played the ball as as you saw it, and you didn't really you know play a, a, a rash shot. You know, in, when you got to your eighties, there was I think there were two occasions where it landed in between fielders that um, mm. that were probably extremely frustrating for them. But I was in the dressing room, Joe. I was the feeling. Did you see a change? As the game developed uh, with that partnership of HR between uh, Paddy and uh, and Simmer, um, yeah, I think it certainly made us think we would get closer to the to the target. The thing for Ben, at, um, probably slightly earlier in the 
in the chase was that we would we've got the bowling points, but we want to make sure that we don't leave leave with with no batting points. So staying in the staying in the chase for as long as possible was really important. Um, and the and I think the those kind those two partnerships, the one with Charlie and Simi, and the one with um, Simi and Paddy, I think settled settled things down quite nicely, and also meant that they actually they actually they actually took a lot of overs away from their main bowlers too, because I think at maybe forty for three and seventy for uh, seventy for four, I think or five, yeah, maybe a bit more. I don't know. Um, I think you it's probably instinctive to try and knock the game out and just try and bowl the team out. So I think holding 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 the innings together uh, and set the platform because I know Simi said they weren't scoring at a great rate, but I, I don't I'm not sure that's quite true. I think they were still yeah. scoring at three, four, five and over. Um because, you know, with fifteen overs to go, ten overs to go, um we were we were up with the rate. I 100% agree, Joe. I, you know, I, I think Simi's probably just not seen that as, as we saw it because I think when when you got your 50, Simi, that Stuart Whedon put out, I think you'd scored 10 fours in, in your, <laughs> your, you know, your, your first 50 runs. Sounds about that. Like, like, Brilliant. Flogger. What a flogger. <laughs> and then it's, you know, it's probably because you complimented between you and Paddy. But then you've not slowed down, but then you've started working it around a little bit more because Blez is in and Blez is, you know, we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, you know, Blez has got a little bit of control. Whereas Paddy's supporting you and, and, and sticking with you, you can hit the, the bad ball. You've still got those five or six wickets in the tent. But when Blez has come in, it's, you know, we can't afford to lose two or three quick wickets now at all. So we just need to push it on. And that's when. You know, I'm talking out a 55-year-old fellow who I think he was 55 yesterday. And there are, you know, there's some twos 56, there. 56 yesterday. He told me he told me 55. 56 yesterday. He's just trying to blag, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he's you know, he's obviously, you know, trying to put the pressure back on them, big fields, they don't know where to put the fields or anything. So so then right out of the blue, really, I thought Paddy got out. You know, it was um Against their pro, who doesn't bowl a great deal. I personally, I can, you know, I, I can say this. You know, I, I watched. I did think there were two noises, um, but that's that. That's that's the way it goes. You know, the umpires can, you know, give what they see, and it was a bit of a shock. And I think they were shocked. Mm. I don't know what you thought when you were out there, Jack, but I think Darwin were a little bit shocked that they got the breakthrough. Forget I was out, but they got the breakthrough. How did it feel then for you and the disappointment and? Yeah, I think like I say, their pro doesn't bowl much. So I don't, I don't know whether they're trying to get a couple of overs in. They're trying yeah. to switch, switch back, uh, get Dave Bowden to switch ends, so and that. Um, and then, like I say, it was probably was a bit of a shock because it wasn't a great ball. It, mm. it was just a bit of nothing, and then yeah, it, it got given out. Um, yeah, but I don't think it changed a great deal for either side, to be honest. As in, they they didn't they didn't switch, like they didn't turn a switch. After that wicket, they just carried on doing what they were doing, and then Bless came in, obviously played a brilliant knock, which we'll get onto. Um, yeah. And yeah, nothing changed from Paddy to Bless really. And I think that's possibly where, and it's not easy. They possibly missed a trick. That was the time to maybe put the extra pressure on 
you know, it's no secret. Blaise has not scored thousands of runs over the last few years. He scored all then, you know, on the way to being 50, a bit more pressure, a bit more upbeat from them, maybe change it a little bit. But I, I found it very interesting the way Chris played. He, you know, he, he was watching the ball going his big front pad outside the line, making sure he could get, you know, the pace of the ball. And then it just seemed to, to click and just seemed to change. And he took a little bit of control, which... You know, I, I did think was was helping you a little bit, um, and then and, and I found it interesting whether this was a plan, whether it was your plan, Blazer's plan, or it was just what was happening. You seem to think right now I've got to get, and I fully appreciate why you would do this, and and it is the way cricket's played. Let's get this done now. You know, we've got Blazing, we've got two or three other batters. Let's not get down to, you know, wanting thirty or off three overs. Was that a plan that you'd? consciously planned or was it something that just came into uh, into being? Uh, me and Blaz haven't spoke about that specifically, no, but that was sort of what was going through my mind, uh, yeah. especially sort of um, amateur cricket level, even though you're chasing seven over, eight and over in the last sort of five is a difficult task and then you start losing wickets. Yeah. So while we yeah. have a, a large momentum with time left with wickets in the tent, uh start to accelerate a little bit if we do lose a wicket if either of either of us is out it allows the new batter to have a bit of time before they need to start sort of uh yeah. pushing it up a little bit so i thought it was the right time to go uh especially yeah. to the back end because they've got uh, the uh, uh, reese davis back on and uh at the top end so i think that was the right time yeah. to go there's a part and it wasn't, it took, it, it put them under pressure. You know, it was a concern because you weren't hitting it as clean. I think you were trying to hit, you know, the, you know, the balls previously that were, you, you were really playing some fantastic shots with the balls there to be hit. You were being patient, you were waiting for them. Whereas I think you were, you know, not, not stretching a little bit, but you're thinking, right, I've got to get on with it. And it turns out it, it was the right tactic. And, you know, everyone in the ground supported you for that. Certainly the way Blaise and, and Hawkey finished it. Um, I was convinced you were going to, you know, that when you got out, I thought that was going to clear that ladder mid on. And I was convinced you were going to get under it. I was really, really, you know, sure. I just thought this is fate now, certainly with the the couple of balls that landed in between fielders. So you've got out on 91. You've not sulked. You've not dragged your bat and thrown it off way off the ground. You've walked off with your head held high. What was that feeling like? You know, it's your, your first league 50. You've not just scraped through to get a 50 in a lose pause or a, a big winning cause. You've contributed there. It's not over. How did it walking off to that massive applause from that big crowd? Well, yeah, obviously, it felt fantastic. Like I said, I was, I was gutted uh, to not get out, and I thought it was clearing the man as well. So that, that was even worse. But I know it's so cliche, but it, honestly, from, then it, from that point, it was, let's win the game. Like, we need to win the game. Um, I'd have been even more gutted if it was 91 in a, a losing cause we come away with four, five, six points, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, over the moon that yeah. Les got it over the line. Yeah, and, he, and again, it might sound like it's blowing smoke up your backside, Jack, but it, it really is. For a, you know, we will we will say a lot of people are talking about this, about a non-established first-team player. You've always been a squad player there for the last couple of years. But that is the best innings I've seen from a non-established player in the circumstances in, in, in how it was played. And it contributed to one of the best games, you know, for a long time. Stan saying it's best ten, what in the t- best 10 he's ever seen. I, you know, I'm possibly, you can talk about cup finals and when you win leagues, but, 
you know, it was absolutely outstanding. It was proper buzzing. I'm really pleased and, uh, and well done. It was a really uh, great effort. Joe Martin, how did it feel once Simi was out? Do you, was there any doubts creeping in then? Or were you still... I mean, you've got Daft Joe going in with Blaise, who, you know, who's, who's so unpredictable, but so talented. How was it feeling in the dressing room? Um, I'm always very anxious anyway. So I was anxious on Sunday. Um, and we... Yeah. So I think that... Uh, it was always going. It was going to be close. It's certainly going to be close. Close finish. Um, and and it, and it was. I guess you know you need you need twenty two off three overs. Um, yeah. Interestingly, Francois was there. He'd, he'd come. He'd come <laughs> after work, and he was you know telling us that you know it we're gonna we were gonna be all right because he said you you don't need boundaries and he, and he was yeah. it was and he was right. So but needing twenty two off eighteen. I think you think, oh, this is going to be a, a tight one, but then to need none off twelve, mm. <laughs> quite, quite remarkable, really. Yeah. Went actually back to um, uh, reminded me of a game in my when I first started playing in the first team, where Dooch and Blaise finished off against against Burnley. I can't quite remember the the scores needed now, um, but I, I think they needed something like maybe something similar, maybe twenty twenty. 30 off off three overs and 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 probably 20 I guess off off three overs and they finished it with two overs to spare I remember it was very similar very similar to that do you remember that game yeah <laughs> no honestly sim it was fantastic 20 I think we needed 27 off three and we did it in two in two yeah mm. so, yeah um which you know it it did remind me of that so yeah I think I don't know when when you see when I've watched Blaise over the over the past uh, well, since I've been in the first team, he seems to find the right moment to target something, and it seemed that it didn't. You don't. Sometimes you don't want to take it. You don't want to take it beyond um, taking it right to the last last over. Sometimes and targeting that the the park end um, and some very clean, fantastic clean hitting by him and Hawkey. Brilliant. Yeah, well, Six that Hawkey hit was tremendous. Really fantastic. Yeah. Do you not think that the Darwin lads cocked that up a little bit? They were going to be bowling the last over to the park end, which in a chair, I mean, when you're defending a score, I mean, I know we didn't need the last over, but if we did, to, to be facing the park with the last over is always a massive, massive advantage to the batting side. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I think, think they were focusing on the leg side boundary rather than the straight boundary because the, when you're bowling from the car park, the leg yeah. side was shorter. And I don't think everyone understands how short the park is. When they come, but it's caught plenty of people out in the past, Jeremy, hasn't it? So I think it is. It is deceptive that park end. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah. but at the same time, we play we play straight. So yeah, in the V. In the V. Not just that though, Joe. I, I do think when the pitch is like it is, you know, you you, you even a half volley, you can be twelve inches short, you know, shorter than a half volley or a little bit more if you if you knew how to play. Which Blitz does, and yeah. it was clear that he targeted. He knew. He knew the. Oh yeah, I think so. And I think the other thing is that you the the and this is and this is the whole ground as well. I think too is that you do you, you definitely get value for your for your shots um, at at Law House. So uh, yeah. So we're back online. I don't know what happened there. I think uh, Joe Martin forgot to put five p in the meter. Are you back with us now, Joe? I am. I don't really know what happened. No, it froze, and you were looking up into the stars like some some celebrity. So we've we're up to the point where you know Blaise has clearly clearly realised that anything in our half now, with with so few balls to go, we're going to go for it again. Okay, battered so well, 
So it, it was a fantastic win and celebrations were had afterwards. Did you did you have a few semi after the game? <laughs> I did actually. Um some of the uh second team lads stayed down. Stanny, Durkin, Kiro, they'd all be back from Darwin quite early on. Um yeah. uh, and we uh, we stayed down till about midnight. Midnight. Wow. Midnight, Joe. Um, oh plenty plenty of Guinness and uh a pizza. Yeah. Good, good lad. Good night. Good lad. You deserve it. You deserve it. Dooch, you were watching remotely on the on the, the, the newly fitted YouTube footage that the, the club has. You know, what were yeah. your observations from it? Well, I think like everybody else, from the 13th to 3, I, I, I wasn't exactly brimming with confidence. Um, no. But, like the lads have said, scoring runs wasn't a problem for us. We were, we were well up with the rate all along. But when you are up with it, that takes a massive look of pressure off, like, like you said earlier. If we could just yeah. keep in the hutch, then it's going to be close. Um, some of some of Simi's shots, even on the screen, were you know a joy to watch. The six for the eight to the park end towards the back end of his innings off Reese Davis was brilliant. Um, and then unlike Joe, when Simi was out, I didn't have a doubt that we were gonna that we weren't gonna win that game. I mm. watched the way that Blazer played up until up until that point. I just thought, well, he'll get these on his own. Um, <laughs> and I actually thought when when the when they bowled the 48th over from the park, I was thinking to myself, right, this will be the over that they try and get a make a massive dent in this 22. Because Bowden's going to bowl the next over from the clubhouse. They won't want to be chasing much more than a couple in the last over. So this will be the over they target. And I, I didn't expect it to go quite as well as it did. But uh, yeah, it was wonderful to watch. Echo what you said about yeah. the, the game itself being probably one of the best in recent times, excluding cup finals and things. Paul's yeah. has written a very good article on the website for, for those uh, who who haven't seen it. It would, it would be well worth checking that out. Um, uh, but yeah, yes. all in all, a fantastic day. And well done, Simi, again. Yeah, superb, Simi. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, well, brilliant. Yeah, and, and it, I think a little mention needs to go to, I don't know what you two players think, the, you know, the crowd, there was a lot of people on there. Oh, yeah. And I know it's a big garden party and people, you know, there's some... Some you know, dads, lads, brothers, etc., that come on that are watching the cricket, but now the wives are coming on and girlfriends, kids, and it's a really, really good atmosphere. And there is no way that anyone could have left there and thinking, Cracky, that weren't worth four quid or that weren't worth me making myself a member to go down and watch some more of that. So, thanks very much to all the spectators and the support that was given on the day. It was really, it was a monumental, it was a fantastic day. So, we move on to Sunday. Press switch at home. They're not doing fantastically well in the Greater Manchester League, but it was uh, again, uh, Jack. I know you weren't playing in this, but um, Joe. Again, the wicket looked great early on. I, you know, it, it was really quite warm when you started. The sun were baking. The track looked nice and hard, and and this set off like house on fire. What was your thoughts about the way that game started, and and how was the build up to it? Mm. Oh, if you want my thoughts on this competition. Mm. Um, no, just the game, thanks. Just the game. Well, it's all moulded into one. Um, yeah, so you always, so it's always important to um, represent the club well to make, because, you know, you're always playing for um, for the club, so you want to make sure you give a good showing and press which are a, a good team and a good league, so never uh, 
can't, you know, one can't underestimate the opponents. Um, they did set off very, very well. You're in a power play. Um, I think we were unlucky in places, but they also managed to get their hands through a few things. We we're playing very low down on the square, so um, mm. anything that went past the infield typically was going for. Um, and I think they were probably 45 for one off five overs. Yeah, it might have been less than that. Yeah, yeah. And and then and then we just started taking wickets, and it was a polar opposite to Saturday. We caught all our catchers and good catchers as well. And I think it was, I think the, I think it shows in the wicket, uh, in that it was a good, hard, fast, fast wicket with plenty of carry in it, because the majority of the dismissals in the in the first part um, were in the slips. So that was a that was a good thing. Uh, and also, uh, must also mention the fact that I think possibly the catalyst for um, for the for the display was Ben took a fantastic catch at square leg to get rid of their pro full length diving catch. Um, yeah. So I think we then started to exert quite a lot of pressure on them. So I think that was the I think that was a that was a good thing. And then yeah. and then we battered uh, Hawkey bowled extremely well and Ruan did too. Um, uh, I think Paddy got a, a wicket at the end, as a couple of wickets in the end too. So that was that was great. Um, and then batting wise, it was great to see the pro go out and bat and bat well, um, get 40, 40 odd not out, um, and finish the game relatively quickly. I think it was like it was the whole game was, was like thirty, like thirty four overs. Yeah, it was done and dusted for before half four, and as you said, Oki bowled very well in those mm. conditions. Um, All and yeah, I, game I, should be that long, Jess. It was outstanding catching. There was some properly good slip catching, um, you know, very sharp. Like I said, there were a bit of pace that were coming through. So, um, mm. so well done. And we threw to the next round at Great Eccleston, I believe. Way. You're looking forward to that, Joe? Always. Yeah, good. Always. That's good. Representing the club. So we'll just briefly go through. Uh, Dooch, anything you want to, to add around the Lancashire no. Cup? No, no, just a great win. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we um, we just have a quick look. We've we played six. We're top of the league. Uh, uh, Joe, Joe Martin. Is that? Yeah. I don't think it's a surprise. I think um, we deserve that. We played some really good cricket, um, and yeah. I think we we can't afford to get complacent at all. We've got to make sure we do the do things properly um, because there's lots of good teams in this. In this division, and we're playing a great, t- a really good team at the weekend in Littleborough. Um, they have they have some really good players. Um, yeah, and I've they've never, had a I've great ne- start as well. And they've had a great start. I d- I've never played yeah. at Littleborough. I don't think I've ever been for that for that matter. So um, great team, great team. Wonderful. That's that's what we're about to make. Will you be enjoying them, Simi, or not? Oh, definitely. Wonderful. Grand. Oh, you you think you've been picked, dear? <laughs> I'm going over on what I want. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we've got to make sure. Uh, I think that we keep doing we keep doing things well. And the other thing I should note on 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 the game at the weekend, Jez, and it links into the rest of the season, is that it's it's always fantastic when people you who aren't always the typical run scorers win your games. So you know Ben wins us lots of games with his batting. The pro does. Henry got eighty odd the other week. Fantastic when they score runs, but when other people chip in, that's also a sign of a of a good team too. So that so that was really good, yeah. and hopefully we have more of those kind of contributions throughout the season 
which will be fantastic. Uh, and and that's what and that's all you can do really. If we if we continue to bat well, don't just kind of go through the motions in games. Keep working hard at training. I think we'll we'll keep competing, and I think that will be a that will be a really good thing. Yeah, no, I, and it, there is a good squad there. You know, it's you look at you know, a few changes over the last couple of years. We've got you know we've got this this overseas pro now. You know, Stephen Parry's you know he's available and will play our games. Frankie is available. We know Frankie does his you know his coaching on the on the Saturday, so that's difficult for him. But we have a good squad there now. We've you know, and it's not. 13, 12, 13, 14 players with 15, 16 players that will all contribute. Now we know that Simi can do it and he has to kick on. This is a real, you know, a real big year, Simi, the next this year and next year that you kick on and believe what, you know, that you can do it. And what you've done is not just a one off, it's not a fluke because it's happened so many times that people get that 150 and then don't get any more. So you've got to kick on from that. And you're right. You're right, Joe. It's, uh, you know, it's getting. Those batters in there, you know, you know you're involved in getting the um, getting the players together and, and looking at selection. Do you agree with that? I just think we've weakened a little bit. I agree with that. I just interesting what you said there about players who score one fifty and then then fall off the edge of the cliff. I thought Gav were joining us. He was going to do, but he he'd heard that someone were going to bring up that he's had one fifty and then fell off the end of a cliff, so he decided not to come on. All right, okay. Thought it's interesting, Simmer. Um, our strength in depth has has increased, I feel, because the youngsters are getting are twelve months older. There are more opportunities because of you know the likes of Les, Charlie, Stephen Parry, Frankie. You know, people maybe not being at Joe Hawk, whether it's through a bit of fitness or other commitments not being available. I think there's some opportunities there, but bring it on. That's you know that's my thoughts. Yeah, and Tom Walker going as well. That's that's created a that's created a shot. Yeah. I should probably mention that actually. Just for anybody yeah. who doesn't know, I'm sure you all do know, but he's got a job in Australia and he's gone back to Australia permanently. So that created another little another little gap. So, yeah, there are opportunities this year, definitely. Yeah, and he will be a loss, won't he, Tom? Crikey, mm-hmm. what a great cricketer. But that's where Simi and the others that we mentioned have got to uh, to step in uh, and step up. Um, anything else about this year? Um Joe Martin around the first team, top of the league at the moment. I don't intend to go into each individual game. There's been some good games. There's been a lot of poor weather for that first three or four games, but we managed to avoid no results. Did the, Was that a bit of fluke or was that um, good no, management and good ground staff? It was. So I think first and foremost, it is credit to Stan, Waddle and Roger. Magnificent work on the ground, getting them as fit as they can be in those circumstances. And I think, you know, I've, I've played on worse, played on wetter um, yeah. Than, yeah. Th- than I have this year. So I think if you, wanna, if you want to play cricket here, you can't expect to have wickets in the weather that we've had for the past couple of weeks. You've just got to try and get on with it and, and play on the best wicket you can on that day. It's not a case of you're going to be playing on... 250 wickets every week. Yeah. I mean, scoring runs. I don't mean the quantity of wickets. Yeah, you just um, got to get on with it. Get on with it and let's see what happens. Uh, and I think that's 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 that. And we've played and we've played well. Um, but there's a long way to go in the season and we've just got to make sure that we that we do the the simple things well and stay in games for long periods of time. I think we'll be okay. good speech, good speech. So how many 50s have you had, Joe? Um, I've had two in the league 
Yeah. One in the T20 and one in the Corn Floodlit T20. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh. I don't really count that one, though. But 2020. I'll have, the I'll, have, I'll have the T21. So I've three senior people. Yeah, good lad. You've got a few, haven't you, Joe Martin? Four, five? Nine. Uh, more than that. And a hundred. Nine. Yeah, I know he's got a hundred. So there you go, Simmy. You've got to go and catch these lads up. What about you, Jez? How many have you got? Two. 1864. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> against all, all Rockestorians. Yeah. <laughs> no, 250s. Oh, I don't make up, but... Uh, but anyway, so at least you're not in that, that one group. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And they've all done on. So anything else that we want to add before we uh, we wind up this? Thanks for helping out with the draw, you lot. I will make sure that gets uh, gets sent off in the next few days. So, May, we'll go to you first, just as a bit of a, a round-up. Again, congratulations. I know it's uh, we keep going on about it, but it is a real, real... Um, achievement what you've done and hopefully you will continue to sink in and for, for such a great win anything you want to add before we uh, we'll close this down uh, nothing in particular no no well played lad well done Gooch nope looking forward All to this fine. weekend's games three games yeah T20 starts Friday DJ gear ready for Friday night uh, yes, let's let's highlight so that. Let's not talk about uh, our Lord and Saviour like that. So we've got a T Twenty this weekend, Friday. Um, we're at home against Richton. Against Richton, and your DJ Joe. What's happened, happened to the the battle with Matt? I thought I thought Matt was taking over this year. Nah, back by popular demand, me. Right. Semi professional Club, DJ. Club's, club's been inundated with requests. For me to do it over Matt, so I'm doing it. Open air. Yeah, I believe so. He's um are you what have you got a new DJ name this year? No. DJ Duke. That'll do. Matt Stannis calls me something much more derogatory, which I won't repeat. <laughs> so get yourself down there. Start at six o'clock. The weather is set fair. There will be food on, the bar will be open, be great cricket, great sounds from DJ Duke. And Joe Martin will be so looking forward to playing in a T20. Right, Joe, you can, um, Joe Martin, any last three, uh, last comments before uh, no, we wrap uh, yeah, it up? Just um, looking forward to playing three games again. Um, and um, always look forward to Ducha's DJing. Congratulations to Simi and to Blez. Wonderful display this weekend. And hopefully we can play well again this weekend and um, and get another win on the board. Um, and keep going as we are doing, but not get complacent. Brilliant. Good summing up that, Joe. Thanks, everyone, for, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and like mm-hmm. and tell your mates about the podcast and get down the get down the cricket club whilst this weather's as good as it is. Support the lads and uh, have a few pints and a bit of food. Send more house to save the house.